This is Mike Allsteel. Most of you have heard him speak here before. He's a good brother. We're, was working out at Christian Life Ministries, and he's still out there, his office, but then he works at a, a men's ministry called Know the Covering. Yes. And so we're looking forward to hearing what God says through him today. Thank you, Tom. <clears throat> well, good morning, Rimrock. How are we doing this morning? Good, good, good. Well, the, uh, the scripture that we're going to look at this morning is Proverbs 3, verse 5 through 6. And I want to throw out an, an element of caution to you. Uh, some of you when, you, when you hear that verse, it can almost be like a John 3, 16. Ah, I know that one. Okay, I, I've worked through that one. I've got that, that handled. I've got that in the can. Uh, but I want to challenge you to, I, I believe that God has something specific for your heart this morning through Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. So what I ask is that you prepare your heart for that. You prepare your heart to receive how the Lord wants to speak to you directly through this verse. It says this, Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. Let's, uh, let's pray and offer God's word back to him. And uh, so if you would just join your hearts with me. Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you for the assembling of your saints. Thank you for bringing your people, your church, your body together here this morning at Rimrock. I pray, Lord God, that you would actively pursue each of the hearts that are represented here. Each of the, the hearts that can hear my voice at this moment, that you would have already been in preparation for their hearts. That they would be ready to receive what you have for them. Lord, as is always my prayer, I pray that you'd simply get me out of the way. Use me as your vessel today to speak your truth and that the fire of your word would penetrate each heart here. We love you, Jesus, and we pray these things in your name. Amen. When we think about trust, I want you, to guy, you guys to, to think through your own experience. Who do you trust? Whom do you trust? What, what are the, the prerequisites before you will willingly give trust to somebody else. As I was reasoning through this in the last couple weeks, I, I thought there's probably two different kinds of people in this room. There are some that don't trust anybody until they show themselves trustworthy. And there are those that trust everybody until they show themselves untrustworthy. So we typically fall somewhere in different categories, in different camps, in one of those two camps. So I want you, as, as we're reasoning through the scripture this morning, think through which one are you? Are you typically, do you trust readily? Is trust held on to and has to be built and take time? Just think about what type of person you are as we unpack the scripture. It's also important when we talk about the word trust, we need to make sure that we're reading the same dictionary. And so when we look at the text in, in the original language, what we see is that trust in Hebrew means to rely upon, to put your confidence in, or to depend upon. Does it help shape a little bit what it looks like when we say trust? Who do you put your confidence in? Who do you depend on? Who do you rely on? And what's that process for you to get there? Is it quick? Is it a long process? Which one of it is? Which one of it is it for you? Because, you guys, this will shape how you approach God, right? Because we're going to see in the text, it's saying, trust me. Well, that same thing that we have in play for the relationships here on earth 
are going to affect our relationship with our God. That's why I want you to have that in your mind, to know this is my tendency. I tend towards trusting easy, or it's a longer process. It's going to shape how we look at this verse and how it impacts our life. The word says that trust the Lord with all of your heart. You guys, this word all is a fantastic word in the original language. It means all. So when the word says to us, trust in the Lord with all your heart, what it's saying is not just portions, not just dip your toe in the water. It's saying all of you, trust me, the Lord your God. Okay? The idea of heart, trust in the Lord with all your heart, the heart is the inner person, the seat of our thoughts, the seat of our emotion, our conscience, the place of courage, the mind. So you can see when the Lord speaks to us this morning, trust in me with all of your heart, what he's saying is all of you. Your mind, your thoughts, where you draw your strength from, your conscience, your emotions, every piece of, piece of you, the innermost part of you, trust me with all of you, is what the call is in the scripture. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. I have a story that happened uh, to my family and I just a couple weeks ago that I think will help kind of shape this idea for you on what it means to trust with all of your heart. My family and I, we went to uh, <clears throat> Heart Ranch, had a rodeo circuit that came in, and every Wednesday night for a number of, of weeks throughout the summer, they would bring in different rodeo events. <clears throat> so we went as a family, our middle daughter, it was our heart's desire to go and see a rodeo, so we went to Heart Ranch, and we enjoyed um, we enjoyed the rodeo, and we saw bull, bull, bull riding and bull fighting, and the clowns were there. It was just, it, it was a great experience. It went into the night to where they had to turn on the lights for the arena. So the lights had to illuminate the arena, which meant everything outside the arena was pitch black, okay? And all the parking was out in a field just adjacent to the arena. So when you left the arena, you walked into darkness to go find your rig. Well, the thing that's interesting with the rodeo is that when the bat last bull rider's thrown off, it's a mass exodus of people. Everybody leaves. The show is over. It's time to go home. And so I was walking with our daughters and my wife, and <clears throat> we were coming back towards our car, and I saw this little four-year-old boy sitting in the middle of the field with this scared look on his face, tears running down his face. He was saying, Daddy, Daddy, Daddy. So I just passed him by. I thought he'd be fine. <laughs> no. We stopped, and I came up to him and said, Hey, buddy, what's your name? Joshua. Joshua, I'm Mike. Hey, who are we looking for? I'm looking for my daddy. Then he reached up and he grabbed my hand. Now I want you to think about this just for a moment. Look at what he trusted. Four-year-old boy, in the midst of the darkness, in the midst of the chaos, the big guy, bald, beard, complete stranger, what did he do? He reached out and he grabbed my hand. So we were walking and I said, hey, Joshua, tell me, hey, do you remember what your dad was wearing? You know, people going all over the place, we're trying to find where his dad is, and we can't find him, can't we? keep walking, and Joshua, we're going to find him. We're going to find him, buddy. And just then, we looked across the field, and Joshua linked eyes with his father. Guess what he did with my hand the moment he saw his father? 
released it. Why? He saw his daddy. He went running to his father. His father scooped him up, said, Joshua, where were you? I've been looking for you, Joshua. Why did you go? Where did you go? And he saw this embrace of a father to a son. Now let me unpack this a little bit for you. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. And do not lean on your own understandings. Joshua had a temporary trust in me. Until the recipient or, or the correct placement of his entire trust revealed itself. Right? Once his daddy showed up, was on the scene, he forgot about the big bald guy. I was a distant memory for him. It, it was no longer, all he needed to do was get to the daddy. That, I believe, is the father's heart in this verse to you this morning. He's saying, son, daughter, you place your trust in temporary things. You place your, your, your trust in things that will not last you. What I'm asking as the father's heart, trust me with all of you, and I will prove myself trustworthy. That's the Father's heart when he says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Now, the thing that's interesting is that you guys will think in your mind, yeah, I know a lot of people out there that trust temporary, temporary things. Well, just so you don't think it's everybody else and it's not you, let me give you a quick list of some of the temporary trust, the, the temporary distractions that we may place our trust in. Finances. Employment, talents, abilities, relationships, the stock market or investments, lust. Many times we'll place trust in even the lust of things. Remember, lust isn't just sexual. It's the hyperdrive. It's the hypermovement toward. Lust can be for all kinds of things. Stuff, materialism, our cars, our homes, our things, security we can place temporary trust in. I asked her 12-year-old daughter, I said, sweetheart, what's a good example of somewhere, somewhere that you see the world place trust in that may not be wise? She said, the internet. I said, you are wise beyond your years. I mean, we're like zombies. We go to Google and say, tell me what's true. And whatever it kicks out to us, we believe is the truth. And yet it's temporary. We are to be a people that know the truth. We know what the real truth is is. One of the examples that we have in the midst of this is these distractions that we have. How do we recognize them in our lives? How do we know that they're there? Because we all know they are. But how do we let the, the light of his word shine a light on it? Know what the real thing says. The example is this. How do they catch a counterfeit? They don't study all the counterfeits that are out there. They study the one true thing. They study the one $100 bill that was produced by the U.S. Mint. That's what they study. And when they put anything up next to it that doesn't line up with the real thing, they can identify it as a, as a fraud. They can identify it as a counterfeit. We have the same responsibility to be people of the word. That we know how his character is revealed. We know how he shows himself. That way when we come up against anything that doesn't line up with it, we can identify it quickly. Lastly, I have other people's opinions that we'll put our temporary trust in. Remember Joshua, just for that season, trusted me. But then when the real thing came about, he removed himself from me and ran to the daddy. Other people's opinions is a huge 
factor in what we can put our trust in. Temporary at best. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. This idea to lean means to lean oneself upon or to rely on. The thing that's interesting is the text, remember when we talked about trust, it meant to rely on as well. So you can see that that God's putting a, he's connecting the dots for us to say, I know your tendency is going to be to lean on your own understanding. But listen to me. Trust me. Trust me with all of your heart. Because I know, I know your default setting is going to be self-reliance. I know that you're going to have a, a tendency to want to lean on your own understanding. And it's like the Father saying, don't run from me. Trust me. I know what's best for you. So this leaning is that idea of, of going on to something other than the Father. Lean not. Do not lean on your own understandings. Understanding means insight discernment, good sense, or wisdom, okay? So the scripture's telling us, first and foremost, trust me. Trust me with all that you have. And in doing so, don't foolishly lean on your own understandings. Now, don't hear the text saying, don't use the mind that you've been given. Don't use the emotions that you've been given. Don't use the intellect. Don't use the reason. No, no, we're not getting, that's not what the text is saying. What it's saying is that he's equipped you with all those things, the ability to think, the ability to reason, the ability to experience emotions. What he's saying in the text is when they're in the context of you trust me fully, then you can know if your understandings line up with my understandings. Isn't that beautiful? So, so we can't, see what we'll do is we'll put, we'll put the, the cart before the horse. And what the scripture's saying is, first and foremost, trust me with all of your heart. And, and don't rely on your own stuff because it may not line up with what I say is true. Trust yields truth. I can know the truth because I'm trusting in my God. I love, uh, had one theologian say that we are to lay our intellect on the wisdom of our God. A beautiful picture. So it's not we throw the intellect out the door. No. We take the intellect that God has given us and we place it on top of the wisdom of God. The the foundation is his wisdom. The foundation is his reasoning that we see all, that that becomes the grid that we see all of our things through. Proverbs 21.31 gives a great illustration for us. It says, The horse is made ready for the day of battle, meaning there is work that goes into getting the war horse ready. There's training that goes into getting the war horse ready. There's all kinds of preparation that is done in order for the horse to be made ready for battle. What's the rest of the verse say? But the victory belongs to the Lord. Meaning, utilize your intellect. Utilize your reasoning. Utilize the emotions that God has gifted you with. But always line it up with, but God, you will trump whatever it is I may be thinking or feeling so that the victory is yours. Isn't that beautiful? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understandings. One way that is good for us to know if our understandings are wayward is to have godly counsel around us. And what do I mean by godly counsel? The people who you come to and their answer is the word. That's godly counsel. Not here's what I think, but here's what God says. 
That's the type of godly counsel we want to surround ourselves with. Ask God to raise that person up. Be that person for another. One way that we can know that we don't lean on our own understandings is we surround ourselves with godly counsel. Men and women that love the word of God. Amen? Jeremiah 9, 23 through 24 says this. Thus says the Lord, let not the wise man boast in his wisdom. Let not the mighty man boast in his might. Let not the rich man boast in his riches. But let him who boasts, boast in this, that he understands and he knows me. That I am the Lord who practices steadfast love, justice, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, declares the Lord. Beautiful picture to where God's saying, there's no room for pride in you in this. If you're going to boast, boast that you know me. (laughs) That's where we boast. Because the, the foundation is trust in the Lord with all of your heart and do not lean on your own understandings. The next part of the verse says, in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. When we look at this idea of ways, it means uh, the way of life or the path that we find ourselves on. So when the scripture says, again, it's kind of like we had earlier, in all your ways, that word all, guess what? It's all. In all of your lifestyle, in all of your decisions, in all of your thoughts, in all of your behavior, all of your relationships, acknowledge him. See, what we are really good at is compartmentalizing when we let God into our way of life. We're really good at it here. We do a great job in the building here as a a body. But sometimes we'll get outside these doors and we'll be a completely different person. What Scripture is saying here is, trust me, I will prove that I'm trustworthy. Don't lean on your own understanding and in all of your life, acknowledge me. The idea about acknowledge means to seek, to ask about. I just love the connotations that God brings through his word in this. That in all your ways, acknowledge him, acknowledge God. What that means is simply having a conscious awareness of God's presence in whatever you're doing. As you're sitting here listening to my melodic voice speak to you, There should be this mindset of, Father, is what he's saying accurate with your truth? Is what he's saying, what what part of that do you want to engage my heart with? This dialogue that takes place with our God as we're listening, this dialogue that takes place with our God as we're doing, that's what this idea of acknowledge means. Consciously aware of God's presence in our life wherever we find ourselves, whatever part, whatever sphere of influence that we're in, aware of God's presence. Think of it this way. To know God and to invite him into every thought, every decision, and behavior that you make. Now that sounds really nice, doesn't it? That's really safe right here, that that idea of, of inviting him into any... But practice is hard. I forget all the time to be consciously aware of my Father. And I think the reason is this, and let's see if this this hits home for you as well. Self-reliance. I depend on me for the majority of my day. 
I depend on me for the majority of the decisions I make. I, I depend on me for the majority of worship decisions I make. And yet God is screaming at us like the Father did for Joshua in my story. Where have you been? Why did you go away from me? Trust me. Be consciously aware of me. Bring me into the decisions that you're making. Bring me in the thoughts that you're making. Everything from are we doing McDonald's or Burger King this afternoon to should we move to Uganda or not? Engage your God in those decisions. He's saying, you will see I'm trustworthy. You will see that leaning on your own understandings will leave you alone in a dark field. See, my little Joshua ran away from the father. He, he thought he knew the way back. He didn't. He had to rely upon the father. He had to be consciously aware of the father's presence. You're the same way. If you find yourself in a dark field, trust in the Lord. Return back to a conscious awareness of your God. And those who seek him will find him. So remember, this self-reliance, this, this desire to, to rely on self is going to absolutely go at war against what God is saying in his scripture. Acknowledge me in all your ways absolutely fights the tendency of self-reliance. David <clears throat> has an awesome charge to his son Solomon in 1 Chronicles 28, verse 9. It says this, And you, Solomon, my son, know the God of your father and serve him with a whole heart and with a willing mind. For the Lord searches all hearts and understands every plan and thought. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will cast you off forever. Again, our little Joshua. Seeking the Father found him. Leaving the Father found him in a dark field, alone, crying to be restored back to the Father. And I believe just like Joshua's father embraced him, we have the same thing with our Heavenly Father saying, Son, daughter, come back. Let's restore the trust fellowship that we're meant to have. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Have that conscious awareness of his presence in your life, and he will make straight your paths. Now, the danger in this text is that we hear he'll make straight our paths, meaning we sign up with this God thing, and it's just going to be roses for the rest of our days. The only problem with that is that any of you who've been alive for more than about three minutes realize that there are obstacles. There are difficulties that come about in our life. What we hear in the Proverbs here is that when it's, when it's bookended with trusting the Lord, not relying on your own understanding, and, and having this acknowledgement of him, of him in his life, you will be able to navigate the obstacles straight through. You'll be able to take the obstacles straight ahead because you've placed your trust in the right account. You, you've learned that self-reliance is my, my tendency, and I'm rejecting self-reliance. I'm acknowledging him in all of my decisions, and therefore, whatever obstacles present themselves, I know who stands by my side. I am is holding you. 
See that? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your path. The idea of a straight path means the path of the righteous that leads to life. It also is in uh, contrast to the crooked path that leads to death. The straight path is a level path. We're almost, you go through the mountains, if you will. It's also a metaphor of freedom from obstacles. doesn't mean that the obstacles are not there, but your freedom in navigating through them is in place. Isn't that beautiful? So don't, don't come away thinking, oh, we sign up for this God thing and no more obstacles. Again, life tells us something very differently. But again, context being, trust in me, and I will help you navigate these obstacles. Trust in me. Acknowledge me. Have a conscious awareness of my presence, and the path will be straight for you. When we seek and ask the Father and look at everything through complete trust in Him, then we can know the Father's yes. Then we can know the Father's no, therefore staying on the straight path. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. I proposed a question to you at the beginning of this, this morning. What type of person are you? Are you one that trusts quickly and immediately until it's proven to not be trustworthy? Guess what? God comes through beautifully. He says, I will never let you down. I will never reject you. I will prove myself faithful over and over and over again. If you find yourself being, I don't trust anybody until they prove themselves trustworthy, guess what? God comes through as well. So that's okay. You don't have to trust me straight away. I'm pleading with you. I know it's best for you. That's okay. I'll prove myself to you. I'm trustworthy. And I will be trustworthy over and over and over again. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understandings. In all of your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. Amen? Let's pray. Father, thank you again for your word. Thank you that you are faithful to be here. Thank you that you are faithful to be trustworthy. Thank you that we can place our trust. It's a good investment of our willing trust be placed in you because you prove yourself over and over again. Lord, help us stay from distractions. Empower us to trust you when the distractions show themselves. Help us to not lean on our own understandings, but rather acknowledge you in every decision, thought, behavior that comes before. And we will be an army of men and women that are careful to give you praise for all the miracles that come about. In Jesus' name. Amen.